0: Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Bean Town Podcast for Friday, February. A little alliteration for you, February, February. It's like a brewery of love today. Uh, the twelfth. I don't know. Who cares? Fe- January to February is just kind of like sixty days in a leap year, or. 59 days In a non Non-standard Leap year A, a uh, Unlept year U-N-L-E-A-P-T Um Of just blah You know We got What do we got like Eight weeks Eight and a half weeks Of just Keep your head down Hope you don't get snow in your shoes and wear your, your mittens pack a scarf and I guess the only good thing is it the, 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 the sunset time is now noticeably later you know in the, the doldrums that's a good word of uh, December and January hovering around hovering around that uh, that winter solstice there you know, it's like 4:30. There goes the light. Now we're rocking like I don't know what. Close to 5:30. Let's pull up my weather app. Let's see what time is sunset. 5:20 p.m. Not bad. Um and we were we were doing so well um with both the temperature and the precipitation. Um until, what, two weeks ago or so here in Chicago, it has gotten rough. Uh, we are one of the, the, the better 500 podcasts on the north side of Chicago, which is saying something. And uh, we are hot, hot, hot. Today is all about love and valentines here on the Town Podcast. So huddle around your iPhone or your Android or your uh, tip calculator with Wi-Fi, or your Amazon Alexa, uh, whatever you want to do, and and warm right up because we got a lot to get through here on the Bean Town Podcast, and it is our tribute to love here in year four, episode. I don't know, it's like. One sixty-two or something like that. I will say today is is February twelfth, twenty twenty-one. So if you do the numbers, that's that's zero two one two two zero two one, which is a nice little palindrome that we got there. I'm I'm gonna let you figure that one out for yourself. It's a pl- pa- pa- a classic palindromic date. Okay, so you can you can pause it and and sort of rearrange the numbers. It might be a fun activity. Hey, if you've been stuck at home for eleven months now and you want a fun activity to do with the kids, palindromes, man, like o two one two two zero two one, or do geese see a god or Panama? Okay, we've got options. Like that Van Halen, Halen song, Panama, dun, 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 Panama, oh, 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 um, rest in peace. Speaking of rest in peace, um, I, don't, I don't know the overall body of work as best as I, as I should, but I, I am very familiar with um, this artist who passed away three days ago, Chick Corea, or Corea hell of a pianist, passed away um, and he actually his cover of Vince Guaraldi's A Great Pumpkin Waltz is my favorite cover of all time. If you don't know it, obviously it's not in season, okay, but there is um there 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 is a great rendition of that. And then also I just thought of this and I'm sitting up, I, I've been lying prostrate on the couch. Um there is a great, I think it's called "You're in Love," Charlie Brown. Is that an entire Vince Guaraldi album? Let's see. "You're in Love," Charlie Brown, or is that like a the Valentine's Day TV special? I don't really know, um, but I'll I, I, you know listen either way. I think it is like a like a um, another one of the television specials maybe a lesser one. I mean, what do we got? The OG Christmas, and then there's Thanksgiving, and uh Halloween. You're a spooktacular ghoul, Charlie Brown. You got Easter, it's the Easter Beagle, Charlie Brown. And then you got you got Valentine's Day. I the whole concept of like you know, being a little kid in elementary school and going to school and giving other people Valentine's sometimes there's cards there's candy attached um that never really resonated for me because we would get in fact just yesterday shout out to hashtag friend of the podcast and hashtag grandma of the podcast grandma sal being tom podcast legend uh sent me her valentine's card uh yesterday i received it but we used to get a big big old box of candy oh man that was a fun i think that was for valentine's right Someone, someone will have to back me up on this, um, but that was that was really the extent of the sort of gift or, or Valentine's receiving slash giving. Not a lot of giving, mostly receiving that occurred on that holiday for us growing up as homeschoolers. There may have been like some sort of church social event for the kids that involved some Valentine's giving and receiving as well. I don't really recall. Um, but it never really got to be part of that but that that's okay um I, i'll make it um but yeah our our show today is all about love and uh there are a lot of other things we're going to talk about before we get there um so i'm going to try to move through them pretty quickly uh but hey if you want to you want to sing with us i think it's it's copyrighted so we're not allowed to actually but uh i'm going to do it anyways because so far we've done we've done much worse on the bean town podcast and no FCC violations yet. Okay? Um no no Washington Post exposé and an exposing exposé if you will, probably from the same Latin word expositus. <laughs> E x p o s i t u s might be a Harry Potter spell. I don't know. Um, I will also, while we're talking about the FCC, uh, and I, we do this for legal reasons, uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Bean Tom podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. Um, but I wanted to say, hey, let's sing a little song. So, so crank up. I I I think to av- to avoid significant copyright infringement issues we'll just do it a cappella. i mean hey all the all the college groups do this dmac dwac uh interchorus and that fourth one that never really got going i'm just call rattling off the top of my head the name of the uh acapella groups when i went to undergrad it was a really big deal um, on campus, which is just weird, but um, <laughs> we're just gonna sing an acapella, and so it along at home with us, if, if you know, and uh, I maybe I know the lyrics. I don't know. I haven't thought about this song in years, but anyways, but boom boom boom. L is for the way you look at me.
1: O is for the only one I see. V is very, very extraordinary, E is even more than anyone that you adore, and love is all that I can give to you.
0: So I don't know how that actually sounded or turned out. I think it was okay. I would give it like a six and a half out of ten. I think I'll do better with auto tune and a backing track. But again, I'm not trying to get my pants sued off here from uh, the the Nat King Cole family estate. Actually, I don't even know. Is that like? I mean, I know he's famous. For that song, or that song is famous for his version. Did he, is that like his song, did he write it? I don't know. Or did he just record it? I don't know that much about Nat King Cole, to be honest. TBH. Um, Speaking of love, Rachel and I, that's kind of coming up in the second half. Uh, But but (laughs) We watched a movie, which is kind of like the big movie from the last week, if you will. I don't know. Everything is messed up. Now, with just basically everything being released into streaming, like things aren't being released into theaters much these days, at least not where I live. Everything is just streaming release, so the big ones are like netflix hulu um I feel like prime isn't as strong with the like hit movie game, but h b o max they do quite a bit as well anyways um, you know two weeks ago it was uh The little things, the HBO Max one, which I I think we talked about on the show. I don't really remember. With Denzel, Malik, and uh, Jared Leto, which was very just had the potential uh, and actually, I mean, to a fault, like, followed a, like, L.A. thriller kind of cookie cutter sort of thing, but it just didn't execute. Anyways, um, that's not what I want to talk about. Malcolm and Marie is the film that is kind of the the, the big thing right now. It's on Netflix. Um, it dropped, like, Thursday, last Thursday or something, eight or nine days ago. And Rachel and I watched it last Friday night. Um, so if you don't know, it stars John David Washington and Zendaya, two kind of up-and-comers. Um, and it's, it's black and white, and it's just the two of them. It just is a two-hour film just them in their house one one setting basically we start off as they're getting home from some sort of award ceremony so they're all dressed up and the whole thing is just a two hour conversation about like you watch their relationship unravel uh john david washington is this like writer or producer or director of a film or something. And basically he won an award and didn't uh, thank Zendaya. And basically they just argue for two hours and the director uses it, uh, uses the John David Washington character, Denzel's son, to just like complain about films and, 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 and critics. The whole thing is a very interesting, unique concept And I was actually like ninety percent sure that it must have been based off of a play because that you—it's one of those things where you watch and it's like you know the source is a play because of the limited um, set, just two characters, right? It's—it's all—it's like if you've seen Who's Afraid of uh, Virginia Woolf, uh, Richard Burton and uh, Lizzie uh, Liz Taylor, um, you—you basically have seen the better version of Malcolm and Marie. Um, it just, man, it's the only thing I can really say about this, and I wrote this on Twitter and it got like two and a half likes, so I feel pretty good about it, um, is that it's the most exhausting film I've ever seen. And I've seen some dingers like Avatar, um, or the 10 commandments or, uh, any number of home movies. No, this is, uh you know i'm i'm or not maybe not home movies like recital movies like the mary jo armstrong recitals on sunday afternoons in early february that are literally 3 hours long because in a standard recital every kid comes up they play one piece they sit down not mary jo i don't know whoever gave her this idea but a mary jo recital and apologies for the quick aside but i think it's important that everyone knows um a Mary Jo recital was once a year with her her studio, which you know is normally fifteen kids, something like that. And their you know families come, me show up uh, at the Mendelssohn Club. Um, it's you know a whole whole big. It's basically basically where you want to be. If you're not at the Mendelssohn Club on the, the the second Sunday in February, from two p.m. to five thirty p.m including intermission with Red Delicious Apples and a, uh, a reception with Detachable Frosting Cookies. Who even are you? Okay, Rockford's finest. And I'm not talking about the boys in blue. Uh, <laughs> but to finish my point here, normally everyone would just play one song, right? That's kind of a standard recital. No, everyone gets like three songs and then maybe a duet or two. And, yeah, these are, you know, we're talking about little kids, so these are short pieces. We're not, you know, these aren't Beethoven sonata movements or something like that. Uh, although, as I got older, I mean, I was I took lessons from her all the way through middle school. And so, by you know, by the time you're, you're 12, you're 13, you know, I'm, I'm playing Beethoven, I'm playing, you know, Chopin, Haydn, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, you'd get some, some movements of pieces that would be, like, i don 't know five six minutes, which doesn 't sound like a lot, but when you realize it 's just one of like i 'm not even i 'm not even joking like forty five pieces that are happening, you start to do the math on that it 's not good um, and the other crazy thing i i hadn 't even this was not on my agenda to talk about, believe it or not, but the last thing i 'll say, Mary Joe would not let us um Memorize pieces or use a page turner. Turner, how hard would it be to get a freaking mom or sibling or I don't know, dog from the audience to turn some pages? You could even take turns to one half in the second half. I don't know. Um, no, we we had to physically, I this this is some of the bat, most batshit, like repressed. Crazy memories of childhood and mary joe if you're if you're a fan of the show, because I know you do live in Chicago now, if you're listening to this, not a personal attack just i I don't understand because I've never seen anyone else do it. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it feels weird, it feels off. We had to physically get like cardboard and tape print out the sheet music and tape it or glue it whatever. To this cardboard, and so you come to your recital walking around with this these giant ass pieces of cardboard with music taped to them or fixed to them with some sort of adhesive. And I swear, one one year it was maybe my last it was one of my last years taking lessons from her. I did a duet because you got to do a duet with my brother Walt, who also was in her studio. And we did this one duet from uh, the, the 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 musical Exodus. I think it's a musical. I've never seen it. I just assumed. Um, and I think we our, our board was four sheets high and like four wide, which, ba- you know, these are eight by 11 and a half or eight by 11 or whatever it is, you know, standard printer sheets of paper. So imagine a board that has the length of four of those stacked on top of each other. And imagine that baby... Up on the piano stand, it was just a nightmare. Anyways, tangent. I apologize. I don't even remember how we got there. Something about Malcolm and Marie. Anyways, you just you just got a little three minute history into Mary Joe Armstrong's uh, piano studios back in the early two thousands. Um, but that was that was Friday night, and I'll just say this: like you you can watch. The film, and I feel like it's the sort of thing, again, we're talking about Malcolm and Maria on Netflix, where it's like if you're in the mood... If you're noticing, uh, uh, keen cinema fans will notice that we've now sang two songs that are featured uh, in the first 19 minutes of the show today. Two songs that are featured in... Um, the uh <laughs> Disney's The Parent Trap, the the Lohan remix from the what, nineteen ninety-six, eight, something like that. Dennis Quaid, Natasha Richardson, rest in peace, um that other guy. Um anyways, uh yeah, uh, uh Nat King Cole and uh they, they play Nat King Cole at the beginning. It's like the opening montage when Quaid and Richardson are on the the Queen Elizabeth. I think that's what it is. I don't know. Um, And then they play in the mood in the second, towards the end of the second act of the film, where um, they're like, for whatever excuse the the Lohan twins give them to get together, they're at like a pool or something or a fancy hotel in the moods playing, whatever. I don't know. And hey, we'll go for the hat trick later in the show when we sing a film or a song from the original 1960 mm, film. Okay. So you yeah, got let me let me put that in my notes. Uh so I don't forget. And uh if, if you know anything about the parent chap, you'll know what song it's going to be cuz it's it's the only other song I know. Okay? Um although oh, I was <laughs> this is this is I promise this is a show about love. Um and we're getting there. <laughs> there is I swear to god, I'm making connections. There is a um <laughs> I'm not looking this up either. This is how my mind operates, and I haven't had any whiskey. It's, one, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I wish I had some whiskey, but I'm going to try to work out um, after this. There's this, the poker scene, right? They're playing strip poker at the, the summer camp, and he got bad to the bone. Um, so now that's three songs. we got a fourth one coming up, and if I think of a fifth, then I'll, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Boy, that movie is sure full of hijinks. Lindsay Lohan got robbed of two Oscars, okay? Um, that, what I was going to say three minutes ago when I was about to share this thought after the piano recital thought on Malcolm and Marie, if you're in the right mood for it, if you want a movie about like arguments and fighting or maybe you just really hate cinema critics, great, you can watch it. Um, but honestly, it's a two hour film. It's just, it comes in just a hair under two hours. Um, if you, you can watch, I'm not, not oversimplifying. I really believe this. You can watch the first 15 to 20 minutes of the movie and you've seen the whole movie. In fact, even, even after, you know, the first half an hour or so, when I realized that, you know, the the whole film was basically going to be a, a one act play, um, I still, you know, kept waiting for um you know it it, a different sort of just something you know I wanted like a new conversation I wanted just a different topic or something I we didn't get it it was just the whole thing over and over and over again and I felt bad because I you know Watching this with Rachel, it's our Friday night, but I think we both felt this way at, by about 45 minutes to an hour into the film, which is only halfway, mind you. I think we were just like, not not only on our phones or anything, but just like, normally we would put our phones away, to just like watch what's on the screen so that we can engage, we can talk about it, whatever. But, but after an hour of watching this, it was just like, well, I've seen this already. They already had this argument 20 minutes ago. And then it happens again, and it happens again, and it happens again, so that's Malcolm and Marie. not a glowing review. hey, if we're doing four stars i'm calling it a two, and I think that's generous just because there's you know it's it's shot pretty well, and you can't you can't complain about the acting um, I mean John David Washington overacts the whole time, but that's clearly you know what what they wanted him to do, what the script is all about. Um, i I thought the script was was just awful um so kudos to those actors uh for the two of them for for kind of squeezing everything out of it they could the next day was the super Bowl and i i don 't really have anything to say about it other than we watched it um i did i was rooting for the bucks, but it was kind of it was kind of strange because i I had this feeling of like I don't hate either of these teams. I don't have a reason to hate either of them. I, I think Kansas City's, like, fairly likable. Andy Reid's a great guy. Mahomes is likable. Tyreek Hill, not so much. But the rest of the team, like, yeah, whatever. But same with the Bucs. I mean, you, you can hate Brady, um, and at times he can be a little cocky. But I think he's kind of like LeBron. He's he's really mellowed out in the past five, seven years or so. Um, and the rest of the Bucks, I don't know how you hate them. Like, they've been working their asses off for that. Um, so I didn't like hate either team, but I also really like wasn't happy that either one of them was going to win, right? Neither one was really an underdog. I mean, you had the defending champs versus a six-time Super Bowl winner, so it was just kind of like, eh. But I'm happy the Bucks won. They have two Minnesota guys on their squad: Tyler Johnson and um, oh boy, I almost called him Corey Chavis. That's not right. Antoine Winfield Jr. AJ is what we, we, we call him AJ. We're pretty tight. Um, and it was awesome when, uh, when AJ right at the end of the game, um, got that taunting penalty against Tyreek Kill, who if you don't know is a child abuser and domestic violence perpetrator. Um, and I was talking to my brother Walt about this. Like he, Walt was like, yeah, I, I just, I'll never root for that taunting. And I was just like, Hey man, if I, if I ever get the chance, like I respect your, your opinion, but if I ever get the chance to taunt like a, a domestic abuser slash child molester, child abuser, whatever, who like hasn't paid his dues for it, like, oh man, I'm going to give that guy shit every chance he gets. So, and I feel like I'm a pretty like nice, kind, caring person, very forgiving person, so that's that's where I draw the line. Like, yeah, if Tyreek Hill, like, had to pay his penance and did his time, then sure, yeah. Like, okay, whatever. I'll let him be. But this guy's just running around, you know, making millions of dollars every day. So, no, I don't feel bad about it. Maybe that makes me a terrible person. I don't know. Um, I want to mention... Two more things, and then uh, we'll do a quick ad read, and then we'll do our salute to love. I promise. Um, this is super brief, but it's just a little rant. You know, sometimes I just want to get things off my chest. Uh, I was watching an episode of Chopped about two hours ago, and they're doing this, you know, Elton Brown challenge. I don't need to get into the details; it's not important. But this episode, and I've noticed this with Chopped, they they tend to draw from select cities. So I don't know why. But with Chopped, you see a lot of like Albuquerque. You'll see a lot of um more obvious ones, LA and New York. But you also see a lot of Cleveland, which doesn't make sense to is like, do they film Chopped in Cleveland? I, I can't imagine they would. You'd think that'd be a New York or LA thing. Anyways, my point here is I watched an episode that had four Four chefs, as always. Three of them were from Cleveland. The other one who ended up winning, spoiler alert, was from Mississippi, which was a good thing because I was pissed off. I was very vocal. Sometimes I get into these modes only when I'm by myself where I just start flinging F-bombs. And I think it was it was not aided by the fact that I had uh, just prior to watching this episode of Chat, I had played... Um, uh <laughs> a game of NHL 11 it was Blackhawks versus Atlanta Thrashers your favorite extinct hockey team and I got my ass whooped I've been playing on the harder skill level um just because I feel like it's gonna make me better and boy today I think it was like four to one or something it was just the worst part was I out, I outshot them like 28 to seven or something, and I lost four to one. It was just, ooh. Anyways, how are you going to have one episode of Chopped where you bring out three judges or three chefs from Cleveland? I mean, it's not even a competition at that point because then it's like a race to the bottom. This guy from Mississippi literally just had to show up to win because Cleveland is awful, and Cleveland food sucks and there isn't a molecule of culinary talent in that entire metro area. And frankly, if one day there's an earthquake and the entire city just kind of sinks into Lake Erie, uh, I will go on with my day and feel okay about it. Okay? The, it's Cleveland and Tyreek Hill. Just maybe you can sink into the, the lake together. Um the last thing I'll mention, and I'm going to keep this brief as well because it's really not that interesting, I think. Um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. The finale was last week. So now apparently this is a common thing. I think if you've seen the Bachelor franchise, it's similar to this. They do like a Housewives tell-all sort of thing. Except for for this for Salt Lake City, it's a three-parter, meaning three weeks um, uh, of an hour each. And so they did the first part of the you know, tell-all, whatever. They get the six ladies together with Andy Cohen, who hosts it. You got um, Whitney and Heather, two blonde cousins. Um, and then you got Lisa, who is like work, 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 a million different brands, whatever. You got Meredith, who had marital issues with Seth, but they're back together. His son is Brooks, fashion designer. You got Mary Cosby, who is a church lady. And then you got uh, Jen Shaw. Probably the most famous of the housewives. Um, Not famous, but just well-known. Anyways, I mean, they're basically... Basically, what happens in these... I'd never seen one before, but they just, like, hash out issues from earlier episodes. And it was interesting because I think most people have forgotten that in the first, like, two episodes... I mean, Lisa has always been a little abrasive. But in the first two episodes, before Jen Shah really showed up, um, Lisa was, like, the villain, and maybe that's just me because I was a big, or still am like a big Whitney and Heather fan, but Lisa was like, not my, actually still not my favorite, but, but like, I really disliked her before, you know, it, it kind of went in terms of like villain timeline. I feel like we had Lisa first and then very briefly for like an episode, you had Mary Cosby, um, being the, the one to beat. And then the rest of the season, it was just Jen Shah. um, so it was just int- interesting because they kind of take this, uh, you know, f- timeline from start to finish. So we we kind of did the first third of the show, which is when Lisa was like the the very unlikable one, if you will. So we kind of got to relive that some like Lisa and uh, Whitney drama. And still some Jen Shah and Mary stuff, whatever. It's never that interesting. Apparently, I didn't know this. We found out that Jen Shah was like calling out or criticizing Brooks, uh, Mark's, Meredith's and Seth's son uh, on social media because his um, his uh, fashion line was still so like new and limited. And that's just like a not a fun thing to do. I mean, Brooks is like I mean, he's not a minor, but he's like 1920. He's like just getting into the game. Uh, i don't know anything about fashion i don't know like how his line stacks up, but it 's just like how are you how are you gonna be like a fifty year old woman and go on social media to just like attack this young adult's fashion line like what are you even doing? What are you trying to get out of that i don't know i mean i could I could go back and watch it and give you the full rundown of what happened, but it really wasn't that exciting um I I trust that the second and the third parts are going to get a little bit better as we go on. Because this first one was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, And no appearance from Big Daddy, who I still want uh, Heather to get together with. That was from episode like 10 or something. I don't know. Whatever. That was Real Housewives. Uh, We've got two more Women Tell All episodes. And I will surely... Keep you in the loop. Uh, the last thing I'll say before we read our ads is that um, I have and I th- there's no change since last week, but I have set up the GoFundMe for the fourth year of the Bean Tom Podcast. I will share that on social media starting next week um, after the weekend is over, after Valentine's Day passes, um, and then our telethon is going to be a week from tomorrow. The fourth annual Bean Tom Podcast Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser will be taking place on Saturday. February 20th, time TBD. I would guess around midday because um, I, I think that's a solid time. Um, obviously, I'm not doing it in the morning, but I don't want to take up, like, my Saturday night to do this. So look look for it. You know, we'll, we'll finalize the time when we publish the poster next week. Um, I would guess, like, 1 or 2 o'clock central time. Something like that, um, but yeah, we will uh, be advertising the show itself, we'll be advertising the GoFundMe, um, and we'll have all that open for the last two weeks of February, so that should be a lot of fun okay let's uh let's pull up our ads and then we'll do our tribute to love. all right, I feel like it's been a while, and yes, I did just I just did just <laughs> pause my recording there. I don't know if it was obvious, maybe um, to do uh, to do a software test about Madden. Believe it or not. Heck of a game. We we're talking about Madden soundtracks. Exhibit the Madden game, Hoobastank, same direction, right? Got some bangers. Green Day, American Idiot, title track. Good stuff. Uh, it's been a while since we read our, our ads here, so let's uh, let's let's hear from our sponsors. Home Pride, Oregon. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, there's good news. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon, is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider. With inspection services, including things like heating and cooling, and heating is very important this time of year. Let me just put that out there. Roofing, always important. Plumbing, oh, you're going to want that, and so much more, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, Home Pride Oregon is both contractor-certified and home inspection-certified. In the game, we call that the one-two punch. Uh, AJ uh, taught me that. So you know you're getting <laughs> – throwback to 15 minutes ago. So you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real st- angle hold. Ooh, cheeks were flying all over the place, on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector, you can trust you. you got to call my dad. His name is Steve and here's his number, 541 410 or you can visit HomePrideOregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316 or visit HomePrideOregon.com and tell them Quinn sent you Organ Inspection Perfection. And what we're talking about uh, um. Oregon and parents and that sort of thing. Uh, a quick shout out to my mom, who's had a rough week. Um, everything is is going okay. She is uh, she is in good health, recovering, um, all that stuff. Um, but she's not able to use screens right now. So hopefully, someone has hit the play button on her podcast app to turn on this magnificent salute to love episode of the beantown podcast mom we love you we're thinking about you hope you are recouping recovering and recalibrating the three r's classic stuff um i want to give a shout out to the samson q2u series uh fans of the show who listened last week will note that we are down to one samson q2u series microphone um and god hopefully this one holds on i actually so so just to rewind very quickly i Tried to record last week. It took me like 10 minutes, 15 minutes with one microphone until I realized like the microphone was the issue. So I just tried this new one, and, or not this new one, but this the second one I have, my backup, and uh, it's obviously working. So um, I did not go back at any point to try my primary mic again to confirm if it's just shot or if I just need to try it with something else. I don't know, whatever. Uh, bottom line we're down to one Samson Q2U um microphone series which is uh it's okay for now. It 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 is going to be undesirable because we're going to we're going to only have one for the Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser next week and it's nice to have two but we'll, we're just going to you know for people who call in we'll just put them on speaker and we will hold them boof, right up to my face and that's just the way it's going to be. So Oh, well. Um, let's see. I want to uh, I want to say that when God speaks, uh, he uses a Samson. Our last read here. Cuts by Q, old friends of the show, 25 years, even though we've only been on the air for three plus. Bob and we, we all know the hairstyle and we all love it, but how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve Valentine's Day style? I, I'll tell you this much. I will... I will, for an extra $5, I will come over and I will cut a heart piece of hair, patch of hair, not piece of hair, patch of hair into the side of your head. I will do both sides for $7.50. That's like buy one, get one half off. That's crazy value, okay? And I don't, I never say this in our ad reads, but a cuts by Q flat rate cut, $20. Extra five if you want the steam towel, Again, one heart, $5, two hearts, seven fifty, and I throw in a fortune cookie for $0.50, cents, okay? Someone should keep track of that, write it down, email me, uh, well, cutsbyq at yahoo.com for this. Anything else, com. again, it's podcast@yahoo.com Enter Cut Spike Q. It's like Enter Sandman, only different. Cut by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, Northwest Indiana, and the greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to bangs, fohawks, to flat tops and everything in between, you have to call Cut by Q at 815-298-7200 or you can just email Cuts by Q at yahoo.com. Again, that's Cuts Q-U-T-Z. By Q at Yahoo.com. Okay, we've already done some singing on the show today. Uh, and we're gonna add one more to the mix. It's our jingle. Here we go. Tune it on up. Oh, and you need a fresh do something snappy and new. Just call the experts at cuts by Q. Cuts by Q. Took that one in a different direction. Um So this is our Valentine's Day special, Valentine's Day is in two days, Um, February 14th, as it tends to be year after year. And I wanted to just briefly um, spend a a moment talking about love and relationships and Valentines. Um, I did put out uh, a highly unsuccessful Instagram story this morning. Uh, a call to action, a COA, if you will. That's kind of what we call it in the biz. AJ um, taught me about that, Um, saying, hey, you send us your Valentine's Day shout-outs. We'll read them live on the air. Turns out we only got one uh, submission, but it is uh, from Abby F. in Bend, Oregon. It says, Orlando Bloom, still, period, love of my life, LOL. And I think that means I'm supposed to laugh out loud live on the air. But if there's one thing everyone knows about the Bean Tom Podcast, we are a very serious, stoic, grim, uh, laconian, draconian type of show. Okay? No nonsense. Okay? It's, it's your classic NNS. No nonsense show. A lot of abbreviations today. Try to keep up. Um, but I wanted to to give a a shout-out to the love of my life. And I don't think she'll listen because I don't, I don't think she's been listening much lately, um, ever since the first time she heard the first five seconds of our show. Um, but shout out um, to Jack Lynx, beef jerky. No, I'm kidding. Uh, although Jack Lynx is, there is a special place in my heart, um, specifically a clogged right artery for Jack Lynx. Um Shout out to hashtag girlfriend of the podcast, Rachel Ramos. This personally is my first, I believe, Valentine's Day, maybe second. I think I think I was dating my college girlfriend at the time. Um my but regardless, let's just say my first Valentine's Day in a relationship, which thank God we're both like I don't want to say normal, but Normal, level-headed people who like Valentine's Day is just kind of not nothing, but it's just like, yeah, let's get a let's get a small gift, bottle of wine, let's watch some Malcolm and Marie, and talk about how we're so much better than them. Kind of holiday, okay? At least that's the fingers crossed plan for this weekend. Um, our anniversary is also ten days from now, and uh, so we're kind of just rolling it more or less into one from a gift-giving celebratory perspective. Uh, but Rachel and I met on a dating app last February or maybe even early January I don't, or late January. I don't really re- recall. Um, but yeah, we, we have been going steady, as they would say in the parent trap um, or Brady Bunch, if you will. We're throwing it back to the 60s and 70s here today. Um, and yeah, she is first of all I say this for Jane she makes it very clear that I say talk about this for anything else very str- high strength of character a strong character to size ratio high strength of character she is a total babe fashionista she got she I eyebrows appointment last week and eyelashes this week I've never. I mean, I'll I'll do it if you come to Cuts by Q, I'll do it for you, but I've never done it for myself had my eyebrows did or my eyelashes did, although people say I have naturally voluminous eyebrows or uh, eyelashes. I think my eyebrows are pretty, pretty standard. I don't know. What do I know? I want to do the thing where you, like, thread them, but I don't think I have the tools. I have a steak knife and some fabric scissors. It's still better than putting Gorilla Glue in your eyebrows, though. Uh, there's a, a culturally relevant comment to show that I'm young, I'm hip, and I'm fresh. And I'm, I'm, I'm plugged in. Um, current, if you will. Isn't there some sort of like fruit or vegetable called current, C-U-R-R-A-N-T? Let's go to Google. Let's look this up. If you're just joining us, this is our tribute to love. And we are Googling currants not like acdc what are currants and how are they used the spruce seeds. well I, I, I just let's go to wikipedia okay well there's a lot of different a lot of different uh, uh, entries here let's go back don't go to wikipedia <sighs> Current. it's a shrub the difference between currants raisins and sultanas what is a sultana Okay, we're going back to that original link. What are currants? True currants are small berries that grow on shrubs and are more like gooseberries. Whoa. Fresh black, red, pink, or white. I, don't, I hope I'm saying this right. Apologies to the chef listeners out there. Currant, 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 um, as well as dried black currants can be enjoyed in various ways with a sweet and bright acidic berry flavor. People have said that about me. Currants are delicious when eaten fresh, also said <clears throat> about me. They're they're often used in Dutch and French cuisines, featured in scones, tarts, and other baked goods, or processed into jams, preserved preserves, and sauces. Speaking of baked goods, me in college, wow. Never smoked. Still have never smoked. I've done I've probably eaten like four and a half edibles in my life. Nothing happens. I just get sleepy. Um, I would I would be down to like take some more hardcore shit. I'm not talking about like other drugs. I'm just saying like I'd be down to to try to get to a point where I feel something, you know. But what I'm not really down for is um, smoking or inhaling smoke, like anything that's like. Uh, apologies for language. Anything that's fucking with my lungs, like mm, especially with COVID. Like, and the chance that I, I probably already have it, even though I was asymptomatic, like, I don't know what that might have done to my lungs. So, no thanks. Um, but I getting back to sort of the topic here, Rachel is amazing. She has very high strength of character. I've said that like four times now, mom. And she's a total babe. And we have very... Uh, I think similar personalities, what I appreciate most about Rachel, other than the strength of character, is her rationality. She's very um, level-headed, very patient. She will be a kick-ass wife and mom someday to some lucky individual. Hopefully me. Well, not the mom. That wouldn't make any sense. But the other one. Um, And, yeah. Yeah. She has just, uh, she put up with me for an entire, the first 11 or 10 to 11 months we were dating or I didn't drink, which is just like a weird thing. Um, but she's very understanding of why I wanted to do that. And uh, yeah, she likes to watch movies with me even when they stink. Like Malcolm and Marie, we're watching The Wire together now. We watched the first two episodes we watch a lot of Hell's Kitchen, and, um, yeah, we went mini-golfing one time. So we're pretty much checking off all the big boxes for me in a significant other uh, relationship. But that's, that's. I mean, I, I could spend an entire episode just talking about how wonderful a person she is, Um and I would say what, but she would get embarrassed. She won't because I don't think she she even listens to the show. That's okay. Because I'm not in it for for the the fame or glory or the relationships. I'm really in it for the money. Okay. Those ad reads. Oh boy. I'm gonna I'm gonna need to hire a tax accountant this year. I tell you what, man. Um, speaking of taxes. We're going to have our fourth annual Beantown Podcast Taxes Special where the host with the most, yours truly, Quinn David Furness, releases his taxes live on air. And uh, TBD to be confirmed, but presumably we will have dear friend and uh, co-host from another show, the White Noise Podcast, uh, Matt Fiedler, Uh, tax accountant to the stars on our show Again, he's a he's a frequent guest, but it has it has been many many months since Matt Feeler joined us on the Beantown podcast. So we will look forward to having him, and maybe he'll have an update on a new episode of the White Noise podcast. Who knows? We have like three recorded, so that would be fun. When don't you don't you think I'm I, uh, not not putting any like pressure on Matt or anything? Whatever you do you do what you want to do, but I personally just think it would be fun to like hear a never-before-heard recording of myself. I'm not just referring to this specific incident. I just think in general. Like, this part. partially the reason I started this show because I can go back to, like, 2019 at any point if I want, or even 2018 and just listen to a random episode from May and see, like, what was I talking about four years ago? I think that's kind of neat. I would like to do that with some of these previously unreleased episodes of the white noise Pod or yeah the white noise podcast they might be shit they probably are apologies for language on our love episode but uh, i think it'd be interesting you know what did we talk about in september 2019 i don't know but we could know because they're on matt's computer right now um i promised one more song for you and i i that's what we're going to do before we end this is one of the longer episodes we've had in a while Just, I like haven't talked to anybody outside of Zoom meetings since Monday or Tuesday morning, so I'm really just kind of this is very therapeutic for me. Uh, Let's get
1: together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get together, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have a really good time.
0: So for those of you keeping track at home, that was our fourth parent trap song that we've sung on this show. If that's not love, I don't know what else is. Um Yeah, that's that's what I had for you. And I'm just thinking now like is there, you know, we got the chances our Valentine's Day, love salute to love. Is there a way and I'm lying on the couch again? i've I've had every single position going on on this recording like is there a song i can play a, a fun love song on the piano to play us out i mean i'm racking my brain i don't know um oh you know what we, what we can do i will i'm gonna pause um to get it set up and i don't know how well the um the audio mix is going to be so i apologize for that in advance um but I I have played this song once or twice in the past, and I'll hopefully I remember the words and the uh, the chords. But there's a there's a uh, very famous Elton John song called Your Song. There's also one called Texan Love Song, but we're not doing that one. We'll play the classic Your Song. Give me a minute. I'm gonna pause the recording. We'll come back, set it up. We'll play us out, and that will be the end of our uh, love tribute. Let me check my notes to make sure I got everything. Mm, yes I did. Okay. So everyone thanks for listening. Um yeah, that's that's what I had. Uh so let me pause. We'll be right back to get it set up. Stay safe, stay sane. All right, as promised, we have uh adjusted changed scenery. Now sitting at the piano. And again because now I only have the one Samson, uh the the levels we are we are literally going in blind. There's no test um, so I don't know if you're going to pick up too much piano, too much uh, vocal, not enough of either. But this is just the best we're going to do. And we're not doing any tests. So th- again, thanks everyone for listening. And here's a little Elton John to play us out. Uh, happy Valentine's Day and we'll see you next week for the Pledge Drive fundraiser. And I haven't rehearsed this. So hopefully it's the right key. Hopefully I know the words. TBD. Let's find out.
1: It's a little bit funny This feeling inside I'm not one of those Who could easily hide I don't have much money But boy if I did I'd buy a big house Where we both could I was a sculptor, Mm. and then again, oh oh, man, who makes potions in a a traveling show, I, I know it's not much, but it's the best that I can do, my gift is my song, and this one's for you. That this is your song It may be quite simple But now that it's gone I hope you don't mind I hope you don't mind That I put down words How wonderful life is While you're in the world. Sat on the moss And skipped off the moss With a few other verses Well, they got me quite cross And the sun's been quite kind Well, I wrote this song It's for people like you, Dad That this is your song, and it may be quite simple, but now that it's gone, I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind that I put down in words how wonderful life is. Well, you're you don't mind I hope you don't mind that I put down
0: Peace.